Welcome back to Lobby Concessionals, the movie podcast where nobody's right and everybody's wrong. Uh, we're here doing another episode of Late to the Show, where we take a look at a movie that one of the two of us, or third of us if we had a guest, um, uh, hasn't seen a film that they probably should have, for whatever reason. Whatever. Uh, and we take a look and we discuss it. We figure out if it was worth a rewatch or worth the first watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and discuss some of the merits. Um, this week, we decided to take a look at Akira. Uh, I have never seen it. Uh, historically, I have some issues with uh, anime, uh, where I find I have a hard time getting into it. I've always kind of wondered if that's like a Lost in Translation thing. or um, uh, Anyway, watched Akira for the first time. Uh, Brendan, do you want to give us a what your thoughts are on it because uh, you've watched it multiple times it's one of my favorite movies ever oh okay it's uh, well I, that's tough like when i when obviously when you watch as many movies as we do one of my favorite movies ever could be in like the top 200 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh akira i have a lot of memories of akira uh it's i believe it, i got to akira really young which is probably not the best way to have done it sure right and uh, knowing what i know now uh and i remember doing it from a like a I got it from a video store, not a blockbuster, but like a a hardcore video store with like a ton of weird movies and, and things of that nature and had the beaded curtains and the weird section, obviously, in the back. Sorry, yeah. Like by hardcore, <laughs> do you just mean it was just porn and they happen to have one copy of Akira? It, or? Uh, well, to be fair, to be fair, it had the largest porn selection in the city. Oh, In okay. the city, possibly the province at the time, but it had a great independent movie section and B-movie section and, oh, okay. and, on, and uh, special interests and, and, a, and a big anime section, which was crazy for the mid-90s, uh, early sure. mid-90s. So I got Akira there uh, because it, it was the thing that everybody had talked about. And, and so I got it really young. So I believe it came out in 88. So at this point still, like it, it is actually probably uh, unique that it would be at this store because yeah. it would have been out for at least five years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, I think I got to it in 94. Okay. Uh, okay. If I want to remember that properly. Uh, and I remember watching that and just being blown away. Uh, the Again, you know, you grew up on Saturday morning cartoons and animated movies, but nothing looked like that. Nothing, sure. Nothing moved like that. Uh uh, again, we'll talk about it a little bit, but the tail lights, nothing. Oh yeah, nothing looks like that. Well, uh, <laughs> it, so I, I think it, the look is part of the reason that I uh, I picked this movie, um, especially this early on. You know, like lots of movies I haven't seen. Yeah. Uh, but um, you wanted to tackle a whole genre. I well, I want to talk tackle <laughs> the genre, um, and I think based on my take from it, I think there's going to be a whole other. Uh, this is a whole other discussion for another day. Sure. Probably next week um, where we'll uh, dig into a little bit more um, storytelling in, in anime and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and East versus West sort of stuff, you know. Um, either way, though, uh, I, I think so much of it came down to that um, that bike scene. The slide? The slide. The, the Kira you know? slide? And it's just like, oh, yeah. No, we've... <laughs> I've seen this a hundred million times. Yeah. I need to. I need to watch this movie. I've also heard it referenced, like the film referenced multiple times. So, yeah. um, most recently, it was re- referenced in Rick and Morty. Actually, um, uh, Morty ends up turning into a giant monster, giant yeah, flesh yeah, yeah. monster thing near the end, and Jerry asks if Rick turned his son into an Akira. <laughs> uh, 
And so I thought that was funny because I had seen enough of it. Like I, I, I knew the gist of the film and I knew, you know, the, the yeah. story beats basically. So anyway, I wanted to finally watch it and get this cultural touchstone. Yeah. Um, and, and so quick thoughts or basic thoughts. First of all, the, the visuals are amazing. It, it's, yeah. an, it's incredibly well done from that point of view, especially like for a hand-drawn animation yeah, yeah. side of things. Um, I did notice multiple times that there is an exceptional level of detail on stuff that really doesn't need that level of detail. Every brick you in know, every yeah. building. There's like a shot very, very early on um, in probably the first 15 minutes that is from the inside of a, of a cab. Um, yeah. And... And the cab is packed full of stuff. But like the 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 point and the subject of the shot is someone outside, um, and lo- you're looking through the back window. So it's on the front dash. You're looking through the back window, and you see this guy running with one of the kids. Um, and uh, uh, but the the cab is full. Yeah, it's and like you, a fully immersive cab. Yeah, and I'm sense. like, wow, like they. they we get this shot for three seconds, maybe. Someone put a lot of time and effort into this for, you know, not a lot, like, not a lot of screen time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so, it, that is very clear. Um, the, I, I liked the world building. I also like the fact that it's in the past now. Like, it literally takes place <laughs> yeah. in 2019. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, um, I liked it from that point of view. Um I did not like the movie, though. <laughs> At the end of the day, I knew I, I, uh, I knew it was going to be a thing. Yeah, yeah. The the art is great. The I love the clear influences to cyberpunk um, and the cyberpunk genre. Um, uh, but yeah. At the end of the day, I was bored, um, <laughs> and I just I couldn't find. I didn't find them characters interesting. I didn't find the story that compelling. I found it to be odd and confusing and kind uh, of ju- just, uh, just so i have like a, a nice basis like not that it matters one way or the other did you watch dubbed or subbed um uh both yeah yeah so <laughs> i always do subtitles anyway okay um and i have a hard time with and this is gonna make me sound ridiculous but like i oh, have a hard sure. time with uh movies in other languages uh, yeah because uh as much as i always watch with subtitles I am ADD, and there's going to yeah. be times where I'm looking away yeah. for whatever reason. And to be fair, Akira is one of the ones, but the dub is actually pretty good. It is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I find a lot of uh, Studio Ghibli movies do fairly good dubs yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, so I did do both, uh, which is a little weird because I find there's a number of times where the uh, they don't exactly line up. And usually it's fine where it's like clear that the subtitle is um, – uh, summarized yeah uh, so it's you know you don't have a block of text on this yeah or it doesn't get confusing um, but there's a few times that were just weird like at one point uh, Tetsuo goes fuck and, then, <laughs> uh, and the subtitle is shit and I'm like why why did you guys make the change here like that's just weird so uh, there was a couple of those that kind of pulled me out of it a bit. But anyway, sorry. Continue. No, it's, it's so okay. So obviously, I, I I don't know if I can fault you at all for being bored with it. The story being a little bit strange, uh, it's a little wackadoodle. Yeah. All right. Um, but do you kind of like at least are now able to like sit back and be like, I get it. Like I can see why it's referenced. I can see why it's a cultural 
touchstone as it is. Absolutely. Um, I, I do see that for sure. Yeah. Um, and, and I recognize its influence. I think that it can be hard going back and looking at some of these um, foundational films yeah. uh, that have in some ways defined a particular genre. Um, I find the same with Blade Runner, uh, where it's it's hard for me to go back and watch that film and truly judge it appropriately because I find Blade Runner, the original, boring. Um, and I think it's a slow film. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, that's a rough take <laughs> but but it's foundational and so yeah. there are certain things that would have wowed and amazed me if i hadn't already seen it done 300 times since yeah but it, it was all done 300 times since because of, of blade, blade runner, runner. yeah uh, and in this case because of akira yeah yeah um so so the there's it can be tough to go back because frankly movies improve on it you know i think Using Blade Runner, I think Blade Runner 2049 is a significantly better film. But it doesn't exist without Blade Runner. Yeah. Uh, for the obvious reason. <laughs> I was like, but we like, get it. <laughs> but, for the, but also for the other reasons of the cyberpunk genre has evolved and grown um, because of that initial film. Yeah. So, um, anyway. like I, I think foundational films are important. I see why it has a cultural significance. I it's not something I would shy away from recommending to someone, um, but at the same time I would be selective. What's personally. the what's the caveat? Like if somebody were like, "Hey, like I want to watch Akira," why? If they are asking you, why what? Why should I watch Akira? Oh oh oh, um, so I like I would tell them some of the same same things we've been talking about. Yeah. The visuals are amazing. Yeah. Um, it is very clearly culturally relevant. Like yeah. there is important pieces there that are going to be referenced yeah. for forever. Sure. Um, uh, I would say it's something that you don't have to totally pay attention to because the story's not really going to make a lot of sense <laughs> at the end of the day anyway. Is that a deterrent? Like uh, for, for a random person to walk up to you and be like, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. And, and, you know, do you warn them with that? I would. Um, personally, I, I think one of my bigger things is I love stories. So that's the reason I love movies yeah. um, is I think that movies are an incredible medium for storytelling. Um, and this story isn't there uh, no, for not, me. You're telling me you're not enthralled by a teddy bear climbing up the side of a bed? <laughs> Just <laughs> Like, no. <laughs> and why is the teddy bear so small? <laughs> you know, like we saw the teddy bear... Before and it's a normal size, and then suddenly it's very small, and then it's very large and noticeably made out of other bears. You know, like there's a lot of stuff going yeah. on. That, and so I'm like, oh, did Tetsu just become large? <laughs> oh no, the teddy bear is just smaller. Like he, they say the same size. The bed is the same size. Uh, so, uh, what uh, did you think of the music? Um, I didn't really notice it actually to be completely honest with you really um, it didn't really stand out to me it's one of my favorite scores really uh, okay. in any movie I like I like when when people tell me anything about Akira the drums go off in my head like immediately huh yeah I really don't um and and now I feel weird that like I literally can't remember anything I guess you couldn't music. couldn't hear them over the subtitles <laughs> <laughs> yeah could be could be um yeah, no, I, I, I don't. Um, I Probably if you ask my wife, uh, who I watched it with, uh, she would be like, oh, yeah, the music was incredible. Did she so, enjoy it? Um, she did. She was as confused as I was. There's, <laughs> there's portions of it. She was like, oh, okay. That's, yeah, yeah. 
Strange. Um, she likes a lot of movies, though. So I think it's a little bit different that um, if I asked her if she'd enjoyed it, it would be far easier for her to say yes. Um, oh, yeah. Her sliding scale is, in, is not measurable. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> tough. It's tough. Um, so a- anyway, um, I, I think that really at the end of the day, we don't get to know those main characters at all like i don't know their interests or motivations or or who they are as people i don't care about them in a lot of ways um why do i care about tetsuo like i spent a lot of time just going kill him you know why don't they just shoot him in the face you know like tried they did a couple times Yeah, 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 yeah um i did find the the climax was strange too because like we had in in terms of internal logic and internal rules there was seemed to be a, a set of rules set out uh, for what powers tetsuo seemed to have and then suddenly he turns into a giant meat monster you know and i'm like where was this and so i i don't know how much of this uh, it plays a part in it but the the manga was coming out at the same time this movie was coming out okay and it wasn't done yet okay so there's a lot more that happens in the comic going forward until the end like when this movie is released we're only about halfway done so the but is the is the ending still the same like conclusion is the same for the most part so it's a little bit like a game of thrones problem where they very clearly well in game of thrones there's no ending like but no there is an ending and it's the i ending don't know what you're talking about in the book <laughs> but i have like, no idea what you're talking they about very clearly just skip a bunch of character development and skip a bunch of story points and then go, yeah, I guess we're finished now. Ha ha. We don't want to be doing the show anymore. Yeah. Um, so I, I could see that. Yeah. Um, there is like, I remember reading about some of the political intrigue of, of the, of the film. And, and I found they skipped a lot of that as well. Like there's a lot of stuff that's in the background or implied or, but I'm like, man, this could be way more interesting. And there's whole chunks of it that I'm like, you could cut this. Like if like, what kind of film is this? I guess is what I'm <laughs> right. I come down to. Right, right, like, right. This is, if this is a struggle for power, this is people um, jockeying for, for control. Why aren't we getting more of that? Yeah. Um, if this is about uh, the biker gang, that's fine. But like, we don't focus enough on anything for me to really get invested. And I think that's really what it comes down no, to. No, and that's fair. And that's uh that's a bigger issue in terms of the storytelling, it, which it you know is. I think deserves a conversation. Yeah, so we should have that. But I am I'm I'm actually pretty happy that you actually watched it. I, I am too, and it, it's definitely not something I regretted doing. It wasn't a waste of my time by any means. Um, but it was something that uh, uh, you know, after doing a little bit of reading, uh, and maybe figuring out some of the intent, uh, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, you know, that's an interesting perspective. <laughs> Uh, and again, from a foundational film point of view, I, I think it's it's good. You know, it's yeah. it's hard to go back and watch them. Yeah. How dare you not understand 1998, 1988 Japanese social issues? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm a monster. So I basically, uh, I, I'm something of a Akira myself. <laughs> um, yeah. Cool. No, I, like I said, I'm glad you did it. Uh, I like I like these. Yeah, me like too. These, so. Me too. We'll uh, yeah, we'll check in again later in the week. Probably talking about some uh, Japanese yeah. Eastern versus Western storytelling. But let us know if you like Akira. Yeah, or if you hate it. Tell or me if you have how the same issues. I am. Tell me how wrong he is, yeah, uh, or how wrong I am for liking it. I don't know. 
Bro, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, I do. You this know. this one's pretty clear cut, yeah, which yeah, I enjoy. Yeah, yeah, which yeah, I enjoy. Yeah, yeah. We never, I'm never usually on the side of it. 